Front Porch Radio presents Circle Unbroken with Taft Ayers. Good day. This is your host, as previously mentioned, Taft Ayers, and I hope this finds you today doing incredibly well. I want to use a lot of words to describe how I hope you're doing today because I don't know if somebody has told you today that they're glad that you're here. But as you hear this, as sure as you hear this, I want you to know that I mean that, that I feel that, that I believe that. I've said to my wife before, I've said to her growing up, I've known her since we were little kids, and I've said to her, hey, has anybody told you you look nice today? And sometimes she'll say, nope, nobody has. I said, well, I'm sorry, you look great. Other times I've said, you look nice today. Anybody I told you that she said yes and I'll do this you ready who <laughs> who told you that but it's important to tell people that you care about them it's important to tell people I believe it's important to tell people about them when you're thinking about them like if I'm thinking about you and I got something positive to say I don't believe that I should wait until tomorrow I believe that I should say it right now and if somebody says what made you say that you can say this does is there have to be a reason does it have to be something that I said this for or if you're a spiritual person I say this sometimes hey man I love you I care about you and they say where'd that come from and I'll just hit them with a the Lord like, like that's where I think it came from because it's beyond me but I want to start today with that great ramble because I want you to know that we're glad that you're here I want you to know that we are glad that you exist that, that you have found us or that we have found you we know that it works both ways some people search us some people find us another buddy of mine was at a dinner meeting the other night and he said man I was driving on my way to X Y and Z one morning he said and I caught the circle unbroken show and it was really cool because it was at a time that I forget sometimes that it's played and and he heard it and he said I sat in my car and listened to it instead of going in where I was gonna go and I went oh somebody skipped church But, but it was really cool to hear that there are people out there that sometimes I believe that we find and today I want to give some encouragement I think that's why you have a hot microphone you have an opportunity to encourage people. But I have a fat question. And when I say I have a fat question, I've got a fat question today that I want to ask you because I don't, I don't know everybody's answer when I ask this. So here it is. You ready? Drum roll, bomb dropping, whatever you want to say. This is the question. When is the last time, and I might welcome in a a special guest here in a minute with our board operator and general manager if he wants to talk. When is the last time, are you ready, folks? And I'll say it one more time just for effect. When is the last time that you were wrong? When's the last time that you were wrong, folks? The last time where you made a mistake, where you thought one thing uh, and it wasn't correct, where you stepped out, you said something and it was not correct. I'd like to welcome in our GM and my buddy, Clayton Harris. What's up, sir? How's it going, Taft? Man, this is a tough one. And so I won't ask you like specifics, but Clayton, anybody told you recently that you were wrong about something? That ever happened? Every every Monday through Thursday from eight to nine on our sister <laughs> or on this station one hundred one point seven WKOM on on the morning show with three dudes with a view. People, you you kind of make a living on there telling each other when you're wrong, right? Yeah, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> How that goes? Now, when somebody tells me that I'm wrong, number one, I don't like it. 
Uh, it's, it's not something that, that makes me feel good initially. We can get what we call defensive. Uh, when somebody tells us that we're wrong, we can be somebody that says, hey, no, 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 no way. Fights can start. Wars can break out. Lips can get bloodied when somebody tells somebody they're, that they're wrong. But, Clayton, let me ask you this. Has anybody ever said to you, or have you ever said to anybody, you know what, I feel like X, Y, and Z, I think such and such, but then you say this, but I could be wrong. Yeah, have you ever given yourself that little out before where you've said something that you thought was a, a good statement, but you left room in your back pocket and you said to them, you know what, I could be wrong, but you ever said that to somebody before? Absolutely. Why do, why do you think sometimes we say that? Why sometimes do we tell people, you know what, I could be wrong. You know what, this is what I believe, but you know, there could be a spot here where I'm going to give myself some room to, to, to err. What do you think? Uh, I think when you're talking about people, mm-hmm. for example, you know, <laughs> eight years ago, I was saying, I think Trump could be a really good president. Right. But I could be wrong. Right. Because ultimately, it's up to that individual. Sure. Sure. I think I was right. <laughs> right. So, right. Yeah. And and we've got the funny part is on this, and I don't want to turn this into three dudes with a view, but we have open chairs and open mics where I'm sure if we just were to, and we're not folks, but if we were to put that out there and you say, you know what? I don't think I was wrong. Uh, but anybody else who wants to come in here and sit down, I bet you there would be people that would run in here and they would say, you know what? Well, here's why I think you're wrong. Right. Right. <laughs> Bless those people's hearts. Right. Like there's, there's people that do that. You want to give yourself the space to say that I could be wrong. I, I tell my family this a lot. We'll be talking about somebody else, an interpersonal relationship, a dynamic. And I'll say this, you know what? My gut says this, and I'll talk about a person, a situation in a certain way. And then I'll say this, but Hey, I, I could be wrong. And when I say that to somebody, I don't try to make it like a revelation. Like, I've never been wrong before. I'm wrong every day about, about something. But I like to say to people, I could be wrong. And then if I'm saying something that could be borderline negative about somebody, or if I was talking to you about somebody that we know, and I said, he's this, this, and this, or she's this, this, and that, and dude, Clayton, I hate it. I'd love to be wrong. When you say that, you got to mean it. Because there's a lot of people out there, aren't there, that say this, you know, I could be wrong, but, and then all of a sudden you're like, you don't want to be wrong. Yeah, I mean, I think I think as a coach mm-hmm. uh, sure. that I do uh, outside of here, um, I, I you know, I think you're that way with your players sometimes. Sure. I mean, you're talking to your assistant coaches saying, well, you know, this is what we saw last year. Right. Maybe it'll be different this year, but I could be wrong. Mm-hmm. Or, um, you know. X, Y, and Z player did this before. I don't think they'll do that again, <laughs> but I could be wrong. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, again, though, that's when you're talking about specific individuals, kind of like with the Trump thing. I mean, right. you, you, you don't know how things are going to work out until they, until they either they do or they don't. But um, when you're talking about people, certainty is just not part of the equation. <laughs> Right, because again, um, teach their own, and sure. people are gonna gonna do things the way they want to. So. And, th- and there's got to be there has to be a willingness. There has to be the spot to say this: I'm not perfect. Um, I'm I'm only human. Now, now we're getting into like country songs, right, or different titles. But I I know I'm not a perfect person. There, there's a side to me. There's a huge side to my humanity, and I want people to know that that I could be wrong. 
and I'm wrong can come a lot of times, and we've talked about this on the show. It can come with I'm sorry. It can come with I didn't mean to. It can come with I was wrong. There are times, and if you're like me and you're listening to this today, there are times that I don't want to say it. There are times that I don't want to tell somebody that I'm wrong. I don't want to tell them that I miscalculated. I don't want to tell them that, I, that I've messed up on something. There have been times when somebody else has come to you and they have said everything but I'm wrong. Now, we know, look at, look at empires. Look at things that happen. Uh, look, at, look at Vegas this past Sunday night. Uh, there, there were people with the Super Bowl that thought, and this will timestamp us a little bit, they thought one thing. They thought another they, they let their money talk in this position or that position. And then they said, man, I was wrong. I never saw it going this way. Didn't see it happening this way. And when they do that, they know that there's an odds to it that says I could be wrong. The odds are pointing this way or that way. But we make life choices and things happen in our lives based on if somebody's going to be right or wrong. Stock market. Hey, back, back this horse. Look, look at this company. Do this thing. Uh, I hope I'm right. I hope I ride that wave. If I don't, then all of a sudden I'm wrong and then I'm paying for it. There's no guarantees. Right, right. There's not. And some of us, I love you saying that, Clayton, because it's the perfect little bait for what I'm fishing for today. Some of us act, operate, speak like there are guarantees. We speak like... I've never been wrong. Sometimes we speak and talk as though this is how it is. This is what it's going to be. And they don't leave any error for that. And I'm afraid it happens in churches sometimes. I'm afraid it happens in businesses sometimes. I'm afraid it happens with community leaders sometimes to hit all of our little groups here for Circle and Broken, where people don't leave space to be wrong. They don't leave an open door for, hey, what if I got this wrong? What, what if I messed this up? You know what? I was so hardcore. I was so bent. I was so certain on this. I was at a funeral recently. And this funeral that I was at recently, there was a man who was talking. He was the orator at the funeral. And when he was talking at it, he said, you know what? In this room, well, what we have here, I realize we have a lot of Protestants. I realize we have a lot of Catholics, and, and the mother of one of the family members didn't miss a beat. She goes, and Jews. Like, like she, like she let them know. She goes, Mom, I didn't forget you, Jews too. And then here's what he said. You ready? He said, but you guys really took a risk by letting a Pentecostal preacher get up here and talk to this group. And he was basically saying in a room where people can argue, can fight, can, I mean, wars are started out of groups like that, right? In that sense. And he also addressed the agnostics and all the different other people in the room. He said, what we're going to agree on in this space is that we're about to celebrate a life. We're about to celebrate a life that lit up every room that he walked into. And you know what? It, it was great to the point in the sense where I'd been in a funk, Clayton, I'd, I'd been down. Uh, th these are a couple deaths here recently that have, I'm just going to be honest with my audience here, that it rattled me a little bit, shook, shook me a little. And I, I usually haven't been in that, in that category, so to speak, when it comes to, to death. And I'd been torn up a little bit. And I came in from the funeral, and one of my sons said to me, you'll love this. He said, are you happy now? 
And, and he noticed a difference in my countenance that, that I had gotten this behind me. And I said, I said, yeah, I am, buddy, I am. And he was so proud of himself that he had, you ready for this, gotten it right that I, that I looked happier. Basically thinking dad's going to come home. He may be sad. And then I'm sure in his little brain, he didn't know how to communicate this, but he thought, but I could be wrong. And then here comes dad, you know, and it was a changed mood. It was a changed person in a different spot, if you will. And this is what I want us to hear. There are times in our lives, it could be about sports, it could be about business, it could be about our jobs, and we could be in a position, and I mean this, we could be in a position right now where we think to ourselves, you know what, it's not going to get better. It's not going to improve. I could be wrong, but listen to me, folks. Listen, 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 listen. When I say give yourself space, grace, movement, to be wrong when it comes to your opinions. Also, give yourself space, grace, ability to move when it comes to your snap judgments, when it comes to your snap judgments on other people. Also, if you wake up and it feels dark, if you wake up and you feel surrounded, if you wake up and everything feels heavy and you say it's never going to get better, give yourself space to be wrong. I want to really spend this first session today talking about the fact that we are too hard on ourselves. We are too hard on ourselves when it comes to what's right and what's wrong. Now, I believe in absolute truth. I believe in a lot of things that are fundamental truths in our lives. I believe in the Bible. Like for me, the Bible, I look at that, I've read it my whole life for inspiration, for instruction, but also because of the love that it was written from because, man, I believe in redemption and salvation. Other people don't. Other people say, hey, this, this fact this writing, this author, they were wrong. And I remember at one point, and this isn't me giving you like a Jesus flex or a religious juke, but it's just a question that I want to ask people. I heard a guy say one time, he was talking about his spiritual life, and this is about as close to preaching, preaching, preaching as you're going to get from me. Uh, but this guy said, you know what, I, I, I believe in the Bible. And he said, if I'm wrong, what's the big deal? He said, if I'm wrong, What's the big deal? If I get to the end of my life and I was wrong about the Bible, he said, I just loved people more. I had more of the fruits of the Spirit in my life. Uh, I did unto others as I would want them to do unto me. Like He was just basically saying, if the Bible's handled right and not like a weapon, and I get to the end of my life and it was all a joke or a farce, okay, what's wrong? If I got it wrong, what's it going to hurt? Well, nothing. I was was better to people. I I gave, hopefully, in theory, a more quality life because of some of the things that I read in it. And he said, but if somebody spends their whole life fighting against the Bible, and you see where I'm going with this, if you got any logic in your brain, um, and if I spend my whole life arguing against the Bible, and I get to the end of my life, and I was wrong, well, then what happens? Well, I've spent a life in, in vanity, uh, I've spent a, lot, a life where I've, I've maybe led people in the wrong direction. And then the other things that that book says, if I'm wrong, then I got a whole other heap of things to worry about, you know, if I'm outside the love of God. And so that's not like a scare tactic for me, but here's just what I'm saying. You know what? When I say I could be wrong, I think more Christians need to, and I may get hung up for this one, need to give themselves the space to say this. I don't think that I have all the answers. I don't think that I know everything. When it comes to biblical arguments, man, if I wrote a book that was a letter, and if I wrote a book that was 
loving to my people and to my friends and to my family and all the people that are going to go behind me, it would break my heart if I wrote something right now to the heirs' kids and I died and somehow I was able to see later that all they did was fight over what I wrote them. All they did was use it to divide and, and to conquer each other. You know what? I would want to scream to them, hey, psst, hey, newsflash, you could be wrong. You might be wrong about this. And I know some of my fundamentalist friends are hearing this going, nope, nope, nope. Uh, you said you believed in truth. You believed in this. I'm saying we've got to give each other, whatever side of the aisle you're on, space, love, grace. When somebody's wrong, it could be about a religious opinion. It could be about a sports team. It could be about a political idea. It could be about a reputation. And I don't think it means that I don't have conviction, that I don't have belief in my life. But I remember an old guy telling me one time, he said, son, you can be as conservative as you want to be. But if you're not nice, nobody wants to hear it. And what he was saying is, you know what? Be nice to people no matter what you believe. And then they'll have an opportunity to hear it and, and to hear your truth. A little bit. Clayton, you ever seen on Facebook when people are just killing each other? I mean, they're killing each other over an opinion. Yeah. It could be a Christian opinion, a political opinion. And to this day, now there may be listeners out here, and Clayton, you may know somebody like this, but I have never seen somebody in my years say, you posted this really harsh, convicting political meme or Facebook post, and I changed my life because of it. Usually, they use those things to further divide. Double down. Yeah. Now, so if, if somebody's saying that I'm just putting information out there or doing this so that, it, I don't think it changes lives. You know what I have heard? People break bread together. People intermarry. People spend time with each other. You ready for this? They coach on the same sports team. Mm -hmm. They have an ability to say, you know what? I've gotten to know you better. I've gotten to see why you feel this way or that way. And it doesn't have to be politics. It could be anything where people are on other sides of an aisle. And you know what? It's this moment where people could say this. I, I care a little bit more because you know what? You said, this is why I think I'm right, but I could be wrong. And all of a sudden, people move, people grow, people change together. And I wanted to really, like I said earlier, we're fixing to go to break here. I wanted to spend this first little bit Talking about ourselves. When's the last time? I'm going I'm to finish up this session with the thing I started with. When's the last time somebody told you you were wrong? And what did you do? How did you act? Was it a bomb that they dropped in your life because, newsflash, you are never wrong? Or was it something where they said, hey, guess what? You are wrong again. Again, you fumbled. Again, you've messed it up. Again, that this has been something that you've done wrong. Maybe you're somebody that feels like you don't ever get it right. And if you feel that way, I want you to stay with us when we come back because we're going to talk about this in a way that we believe is encouraging, we believe is hopeful, and maybe, just maybe, it's a moment and an opportunity for you to take a little bit of stress off yourself. Because some of us have those days. You feel like you're on a losing streak. You feel like you keep getting it wrong. You feel like you keep dropping the ball. And maybe there's somebody right now who's dropping that ball, it's slipping in their hands, and we have an opportunity to say to other people, hey, this ball is heavy. The ball is heavy and everybody's focusing on the drop, but we might need to take some opportunity to look at people and see what the struggle is that they're going through. Hey, you could be wrong. Come back with us on Circle Unbroken. Oh,
This is Coach Traders Golf from Columbia Central High School Football. You are listening to 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad, Bobby Parks, and my great-granddad, Julian Mays, in 1958. We've been family-owned the whole time, and being family-owned, locally-owned, means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, on 919 Nashville Highway or ParksMotorSales.com. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. Hi, this is Terry Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. Here is what some of our customers are saying about us. Great people. The place to shop for fair prices and great craftsmanship. Beautiful vintage and custom jewelry. Thank you, Beth. That is our goal. Stop by and see for yourself. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Tillis Jewelry, downtown Columbia. Owned and operated by Rick, custom designer and Carrie registered gemologist. Assuring you the best jewelry value and expert services. Hi, Jimmy here for Columbia Ace Hardware. Columbia Ace Hardware now carries Magnolia Home by Joanna Gaines Paint. Now their premium quality and huge selection of colors will be right in your neighborhood, along with the award-winning service and advice Columbia Ace has always provided for your paint projects. Around the block, what you need in stock, with people who know their paint. Columbia Ace, the helpful place. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. Do you have trees that need trimming or removed? Do you have stumps that you want ground? A1 Tree Removal is a family-owned and operated business local to Columbia and Lewisburg and servicing surrounding Middle Tennessee. They are licensed and insured and provide free estimates. No job is too big. No tree is too small. Give old Luke a call or text Luke at 931-359-3113. Or you can check them out on Facebook and tell A1 Tree Removal that you heard this ad on the radio. If you love America, you will love A1 Tree Removal. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. 
this is Elk Kennedy. The old saying is, happy wife, happy life couldn't be more true. Many years ago, my wife, Mary Susan, had major surgery on her back, but continued with chronic pain. Doctors were saying invalid, disabled. But then she found the Dr. Gill Center for Back, Neck, and Chronic Pain in Franklin, Tennessee. It has changed our lives. We visited there recently with Dr. Wendy Tui, saw the -the state-of-the-art facilities. Folks, don't take a pill. Call Dr. Gill. Go to callmepainfree.com. Hey, this is Seth Moss at Tennessee Valley Equipment, a premier FAE Prime Tech, Bandit, and Shurex dealer. We are your dealer for all of your land clearing and forestry mulching needs. We sell equipment, provide repair service, and parts along with a rental fleet of mulching equipment. We also offer mulching teeth, blades, and sharpening. Our number one priority is getting you up and running as quickly and affordable as possible. Tennessee Valley is located at 300 Santa Fe Pike in wonderful Columbia, Tennessee. Stop by or give us a call today at 931-981-9812. This is Debbie Matthews with the Nashville Realty Group, and if you've been paying attention, you know the housing market has been tough, but rates are beginning to thaw. So if you're thinking about selling, the time to jump in is getting better every day. But if you're thinking about buying and those interest rates are still a little bit too high, a good agent knows how to negotiate interest rate buy-downs, and I'm a good agent. So call me, Debbie Matthews with Nashville Realty Group, 615-476-3224. This is Trip Stoltz with Columbia Ace Hardware. I love listening to 101.7 WKOM-FM, Columbia, Tennessee. We are back on Circle Unbroken. If you're just now joining us, we want to remind you what we kicked off with today. We kicked off with the question in the first session, has anybody ever told you you were wrong? And we asked that question and we wondered, you know, how do you handle it when somebody tells you that you're wrong? What kind of space do you give yourself when it comes to being right and wrong? I'm your host, Taft Ayers, today, and I'm joined in by my man, Clayton Harris. Welcome back, sir. Thank you, Taff. Glad to be here. It's a beautiful day out. We hope that whoever's listening, wherever they're listening, we hope their day's pretty on the outside or the inside, uh, wherever they might be. And who knows? It may start raining right now because somebody in your life got the forecast. You ready? Wrong. <laughs> and that's where we're going today. And there's an old quote people have heard, and it's it's been ascribed to many different people. And that old quote is this. You'll remember it, Clayton. When I'm right, no one remembers When I am wrong, no one forgets. And that's something that happens a lot of times in coaching. Uh, It happens with business. It happens with different people. And what can happen for a lot of people is a lot of people can trend negative when it comes to nobody remembers if I do anything good. No, nobody remembers when, when I handle my business. Nobody remembers when I get it right. And you know what? When I do wrong, all they can do is remind me. When, when I get it wrong, all they'll do is tell me, they'll, they'll point this out to me, and we can quickly find ourselves in a situation of negativity. We can quickly find ourselves in the spot. And so this is what I want to encourage people today. I want to take it from the inside out. Here's what I mean. I want you to think for a moment about the last time that somebody was wrong about something, and it wasn't dangerous. It wasn't a huge deal to you. But you couldn't let it go. They were wrong and and you couldn't let it go. And sometimes, here's the deal, 
just because that somebody is right doesn't have to automatically mean that I'm wrong. Sometimes it means that I haven't seen things from their side of life. I mean, there's some, that's something we have to really think about. That's something I've had to encounter as I've gotten older in my life when it comes to race, uh, when it comes to position for a lot of different people. Sometimes I just I don't allow myself to think about the things that I need to think about and to look in situations where I need to look and say, you know what, maybe there is a perspective that I need to see that's a little bit different. Now let me ask you this next question. If somebody is wrong... And they are wrong in your life. And you point it out. You know what? Sometimes we got to point it out. You got to point out things that are wrong. Uh, there's other shows that are recorded around these studios and around this place. Well, that's the whole premise of the show. Somebody else is wrong. Somebody else has dropped the ball. They're, they're not right. But here's the deal. If somebody else is wrong, do I, you ready for this? Do I educate them or do I belittle them? Think about that for a second, Clayton. If somebody else is wrong, do I educate them or do I belittle them? And Clayton, you may not have an answer for this, but I would like to ask you, is there a difference? Is there a difference in educating somebody when they're wrong and belittling them? What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think it, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, obviously there's a difference, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if someone's wrong and you're trying to correct them, Especially younger people. If you're dealing with younger people, I mean, they're going to be wrong about things. Sure. And it's you know, as a coach or a teacher or whatever, you're, as a parent, your job is to instruct and correct. Um, now, I think when you are dealing with adults and sure. depending on the subject matter, um, yeah, I mean, there's there, there's times when belittling happens. I mean, look, I mean, look at look at lawyers. Sure. I mean, they, they <laughs> spend you know in trials they spend time trying to discredit one side or the other so right yeah i mean i, I think it just de- depends on who and, and what the subject matter is yeah i think they, they, they absolutely do and sometimes it's it's to try to win a fight it's try to win an argument and you know what i'm feeling clayton and, and this is maybe just my emotions this is my feels you know to uh, to get a little fun vernacular here but where i am currently in my life is if somebody asks me right now and i've shared this with a couple friends if somebody asks me what my philosophy is when it comes, you ready for this? When it comes to my religious feelings, okay, my spiritual ministry model. I, there, there have been churches before, you, you'll like this, Clayton. There have been churches that have called me and asked me to come and speak. And I have told them I would love to. And especially when it's to a bigger group or a conference, I like them when they come at the right time, when I'm trying to pay a certain bill or do something. And so I'll jump on those a lot of times. But here's how they can lose me fast, okay? They can lose me fast by saying, could you please tell us a little bit about your doctrinal beliefs? Could you tell us a little bit about your ministry philosophy? And I realize they're paying me to come and speak to their group. But you found me and you called me. You've heard me speak somewhere or somebody has given you word of mouth. And I have to make an evaluation at that time. Do I really want to do this dance? Now, they could just be, hey, due diligence, doing what they got to do. But sometimes I know what it means. And so there was a man that said, a lot of people have wanted you to come and speak at our church. I said, I'd love to, man, absolutely. And he said, tell us a little bit about your background. And I said, oh, I went to such and such college. He said, no, 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 sorry, sorry, sorry. I meant track record. I said, 
like rap sheet? He said, well, in ministry, like what, what's important to you? What do you believe? And I knew this certain religious group. And so I said to him, my ministry model is really simple. And he said, go ahead. I said, you may want to write it down. <laughs> and I said, here it is. You ready, sir? I said, debate nobody, baptize everybody. And he goes, that's it? I said, yep, I don't want to debate anybody. You don't want to fight with anybody? You don't want to argue with anybody? You want to try to prove somebody wrong? I said, nope. And he goes, well, that's refreshing. I said, yeah, I, I, would love to I would love to baptize everybody. And when I say baptize everybody, I don't mean from some fundamentalist standpoint. Yeah, you know, turn or burn, get in the water. I would love to be a part of everybody's proclamation of faith to Jesus Christ. I think that'd be cool, right? Like, I would love if tomorrow you said, hey, man, I got you booked for 11 baptisms. And they said, what, you got to argue with them first. What? You got an argument at the water. Man, I'm out. I'm out, man. Like I, like, I don't want to do that. Now, I can educate somebody. Hey, I believe that, that this is something that you do, and it shows your faith in Jesus. I believe when you do this, you enter into, now, now don't lose me here, but I believe when you're baptized, you're saying this, man, hey, I wear the name of Christ, and I'm proud of it. Boom. That's it. Like that, That's what you do. And I can educate somebody on that. I can take them to cool spots in the Bible. Or somebody decided, hey, he got baptized. And you know what he's decided? He decided to talk about Jesus to everybody. And so you know what happened after that? It said him and his whole household did the same thing. That's cool, right? But I guarantee you, he didn't go in there and belittle them. He probably just educated them. Hey, I've got hope. Hey, I've got Jesus. Hey, I'm excited, right? And so I think there's a difference in educating and belittling, and I like to keep it simple. Also, here's another thing. Sometimes... I'm going to talk to the men for a minute because that's all I've ever been, okay? I can't t women, I can't get on you about this. Here's what's going to happen. Somebody's going to be listening to this and say, oh, don't just say men on this, but whatever. It's all I've ever been, okay? Sometimes we know we're wrong. You ready for this one, Clayton? Sometimes we know we're wrong. It's just fun to argue. Some of us are like that. Now, I told you this. My, my ministry motto is baptize everybody, debate nobody. Arguing is not fun for me. It's just not, it's not something I enjoy. Some people love it. Some people love an argument. In, in our internet society, what's that called today? Trolling? Correct. You know, you, you put it out there just to trigger everybody. But the end result of that, like when I plant a seed, the end result of planting a seed is watering and growth. The end result of trolling is, ah, I hooked one. And you know what happens next? We're about to fight. Like, we're we're going to fight on this. And so sometimes we know, hey, I could be wrong or I could be in a situation here where, where we don't fundamentally agree. But in this spot, I'm going to let you know that, you know, here, it, I think the, the sport of the argument could be fun. The sport of us throwing down on this could get a little bit entertaining. And let's be honest, it's sinister, it's backwards, it's different, but it is how some of us are. And you got to think about that. you got to think about that. When somebody persuades me that I am wrong, will I change my mind? Is it something I can do? I want to read you a quote from C.S. Lewis. He says, we all want progress. But if you're on the wrong road, progress means doing an about turn and walking back to the right road. In that case, the man who turns back soonest is the most progressive. 
Can I say that again for people that like to figure out what this means, how it means? Here's what C.S. Lewis said. We all want progress. That's why sometimes I hate the word progressive when it's used in certain situations because it makes, oh, such and such is a progressive. And that, that sounds like such a terrible term. Sometimes, Clayton, the word liberal is used in a terrible way. But, but if I'm a liberal person in spirit, if I'm a liberal person with my heart, with what I give, it's a little bit different. He says this, we all want progress. But if you're on the wrong road, progress does mean doing an about turn and walking back to the right road. In that case, the man who turns back soonest is the most progressive. And you think about that. It's the ability to be wrong. It's the willingness to say, hey, I'm down this road in a way that I don't want to be. And I I need to turn back. And sometimes that is something that I need to do. And as we're talking about this today, saying I was wrong is a big deal. It's hard for me to say that I am wrong. It's a tough thing for us. Um, I remember back one one of the movies I loved as a kid was Princess Bride. And I remember in Princess Bride, one of the quotes was when they were talking about the fire swamps. And it was this, unless I am wrong. And they said, and I am never wrong. They're heading back right into the fire swamp. But I remember as a kid hearing that saying, you know what? That's a lot of men in our lives. Unless I'm wrong, but uh, parenthetically speaking, I am never wrong. And this is something I want us to digest. This is something that I want us to really think about because we can get into a victim mentality so fast. We can say, no one ever remembers when I am right. Nobody ever does anything with that. But, oh, let me be wrong one time and they'll crucify me. Well, here's the deal. In my life, if I say, please correct me if I am wrong, there needs to be a pause. If I say, please correct me if I am wrong, I could be wrong. I am willing to admit that I could be wrong. The minute that I say that, I've got to give again, 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 again. I have to give the space for that to happen. I have to give the opportunity for that to take place. And what it has to be and what it has to look like is it has to look like an opportunity for me to say, educate me. An opportunity for me to say, I need somebody to help me. I need somebody to show me. It's been said before that when you start to look for a significant other, yeah, I hear people say sometimes, I've been with such and such forever, and we have never fought. Now, you may be out there. You may be old folks. You may be newly married. But you may say, I've been in love with somebody. I've been with them forever, and I've never fought. All I hear when I hear that, and, I, and you can disagree with me. That is a-okay. It's just one man's opinion. When I hear somebody say, I love so-and-so and we have never fought, I hear about this may be some fine meat that has no season or flavor to it. <laughs> like there, there's something to it. And, and so life is not about, we're going to go to break here and I want you to hear this. Life is not about me finding someone who won't fight with me or won't make me sad. But listen to me. It is about finding the person in my life who will still be standing there, wiping whoever's tears away, holding you however they got to hold you after a fight, and the one who says, you know what, this is hard. Loving you is tough because you're wrong a good bit. Or that person that looks at you and says, hey, I've been wrong a good bit, but I'm happy that we have each other. Some days I feel less wrong. Some days I feel more wrong. And you know what? It doesn't matter if somebody else is right. 
It matters that somebody's going to love me. You ready for this next part? Through my wrong. Be that person. We'll be back on Circle Unbroken. I said to the undertaker, undertaker, please drive slow. For this lady you are carrying, Lord, I hate to see her go. Will the circle be unbroken? Celebrate you. With a new vehicle from Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia, we have a huge selection of new vehicles waiting for you. We're talking cars, trucks, and SUVs. And if you're in the business of selling your vehicle, we've got you covered. We'll buy from you, even if you don't buy from us. At Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia, we're locally owned and operated and proud to serve our community as the largest CDJR dealership in Tennessee. Find your new ride today when you visit Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee. Celebrate you with a new vehicle from Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. We have a huge selection of new vehicles waiting for you. We're talking cars, trucks, and SUVs. And if you're in the business of selling your vehicle, we've got you covered. We'll buy from you, even if you don't buy from us. At Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia, we're locally owned and operated and proud to serve our community as the largest CDJR dealership in Tennessee. Find your new ride today when you visit Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. We have advertised with WKRM and WKOM for the past several years and found it to be very successful. I highly recommend advertising with them if you have a local business like ours. We're located at 1608 Hatcher Lane here in Columbia. We're open Monday through Friday from 8 to 6 and Saturdays from 8 to 2. Stop by Holland's for all your prescription needs where we have fast, friendly, courteous service. We custom fit support hosts for you also. Thanks for supporting Holland's and WKRM and WKOM. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hey, this is Derek Ransom of Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at 10pin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. In today's uncertain world, you can never be too careful about your family's financial future. That's why the Parker Group, a part of Baird's Private Wealth Management, is offering a free second opinion on your financial plans. Let us review your current plan, and we will identify any gaps and offer suggestions to improve it. Please call the Parker Group at 931-548-3737. That's 931-548-3737. Robert W. Baird and Company Incorporated does not offer tax or legal advice. This is Mark Curry at the Trailer Store. We are a local, family-owned business 
Every day, I work with my wife, Susie, my mother, Becky, and my son, Justin. We offer a full line of lawnmower trailers, utility trailers, stock trailers, and a full line of trailer parts. We also offer service. Come see us at 1021 New Lewisburg Highway. Call us at 931-381-2795. That's 931-381-2795. Farmer Johnny here, Taylor Family Farm. I'm going to give you all a little look-see. We raise 100% non-GMO, grass-fed beef, pasture chicken, and pork on our family farm. Everything that we grow is raised with love and care to ensure the highest quality and nutrition for our family and customers. You can shop online at taylorfamilyfarmtn.com or visit our farm store in person at Etheridge, Tennessee at 301 Dave Reisner Road. That's taylorfamilyfarmtn.com for more information. The generations that have paved the way for us deserve respect, integrity, and compassion. This is Kelly Dobson, owner of Caring Hearts Home Healthcare. My grandmother and mother started this business in 2005, and I was honored to take over in 2012. Licensed and insured, we help our aging community stay in the comfort of their own homes. Online at caringheartshomehealthcarellc.com, by phone 931-381-5470, or in person at 1121 Trawood Avenue here in Columbia. That's Caring Hearts Home Healthcare. This is Trey Adcock with Dixie Equipment, sales and rental. We sell ASV and Wacker Noisen equipment. We also rent a wide variety of compact equipment in the Middle Tennessee area. Come see us. We are located in Columbia, Tennessee at 200 East 16th Street. You can call us at 615-969-0118 or visit our website at www.dixiediesel.com. We have been in business for over 42 years, and we would love to help you turn your project into reality. This is Coach Devin Simler from Columbia Central Baseball. You are listening to 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. When you bank local, you get local expertise. Hi, this is Felicia Brown with First Farmers. We've supported families, individuals, and businesses of Middle Tennessee for over a century. You are more than an account number. You are our community, and we're committed to helping you thrive. Switch to First Farmers, Visit MyFirstFarmers.com or call 1-800-882-8378. Member FDIC. Good day, good day, good day, whatever part of the day it is. I want to catch you up and let you know what we are talking about today. We've been talking today about the fact that you can be wrong. Some of you hear that right now and say, I get told that every day. I get told that at the crib. I get told that at the office. Uh, For those of you that don't speak that vernacular, the crib is the home, the house. (laughs) the casa, uh, the domestic front. Uh, There are people that will tell you that you're wrong and you'll say, I don't need to hear that today. I don't need to hear it. And so here's what I want you to know. You can be wrong. You can be wrong. Give yourself space and grace in your life to be wrong. Now, you can also be right. I want you to know that. But when you are right, what I want you to do is I want you in your conviction, please, 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 dot, dot, dot. Please, 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 please hear this. When you are right in your conviction, realize that that is one side of a coin and your heads 
is conviction and your tails is compassion. Meaning that every coin has two sides. That's where I'm going with that. You have to be compassionate and convicted. Now, there's something else to this that I want to spend the, the end of our programming today talking about is this. I've got a lot of friends. Clayton, you may too. I have a lot of friends who have been wrong. I have a lot of friends who have looked at me and probably said this before. Bless his heart. He's wrong. Those people have still been my friends. They have still been my friends after I've butchered it, after I have been wrong. And I've said this before, and Clayton, you've heard me say this in Little League Sports. You've heard me say this in our personal life, in every, every different place that, that we could be or know each other. And I've said this all the time. I have one currency of value, and for me, it's loyalty. For me, it's, hey, be, be my boy. Be my friend, be, be my brother. That matters more to me than, than most things. If somebody's not, it kills me. If, if somebody's not, like it, it bothers me. Not to the point where I can't get over it, but all I ever want to be is I want you to know that when, like let's say take Clayton and my's friendship and our brotherhood. If I told Clayton, hey, I was down at such and such and they were talking about you and they did X, Y, and Z, and he looks at me and said, what did you say? I want him to know that whatever I tell him, that, dude, that's what I said. Now, we may be in trouble now because I was like, dude, I went for it. And Clayton may look at me and go, oh, Taft, uh, that's not necessary. <laughs> you didn't have to do that. But that, that's just how I came up. That, that's what I want to be. I've heard my kids say before, all my mom or dad really care about is loyalty. Like, that, that's it. And so I, that, that is something that is of, of value to us. But there's something I want to share with you when it comes to being wrong and being loyal. Loyalty for me, and again, this is my show. I know that sounds like a kid going, this is my toy, but this is my show. And so on my show, what I want to tell people is this. For me, loyalty means this. And I'm just going to look at Clayton just as a, in our, in our language here, we'll call it an avatar. You know, somebody that I'm talking to knowing that he is who I'm looking at, but it represents everybody out there that hears this. If I tell you that I am loyal to you, it means this. I am down with you. Whether you are wrong or right. Like, dude, if you're wrong or right, I'm with you. Now, there's more to it, okay? Because I think a good friend tells somebody, hey, dude, like, like that was wrong. Or, hey, you missed it. I don't want somebody to love me and let me go to hell. As opposed to somebody that would say, hey, bro, like you botched that one. I got you. I'm down with you, uh, but, but you botched that, right? I want somebody to know loyalty for me means I'm down with you whether you're right or wrong, but I will tell you when you are wrong and help you get it right in private, in private. That's like a code I have with my wife. It's like, you can, you can destroy me at the house. If I did something embarrassing or dumb, like, like let, let me hear it. But loyalty for me means in public, you got to ride with me in public. You got to go. What do you think, Clayton? Well, it reminds me of the video I, <laughs> me and Tiffany were looking at on uh, X the other night. It was a uh, a guy and his fiance, <laughs> right? And uh, she played a trick on the fiance's best friend, mm. and basically said, "Hey, uh, he he called." And basically, the the the, the fiance was telling his soon to be wife that, "Hey, my 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 best friend, he's is." I'm, he's as loyal as he can be. Right. So she calls and says, hey, have you seen so-and-so? He said he was with you. <laughs> and he's like, oh, yeah, he's with me. Uh, 
Well, can I talk to him? Well, give me, and then, like, the best friend's trying to, like, imitate his best friend's voice. But, yeah, I see what you're saying. I mean, I, I don't know. That, that's what came to mind, and, I, and obviously. But, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, friends are, are loyal to each other. There's no doubt. And I've said that to you before. I have said to you in different situations, hey, dude, such and such just said this. And you were the subject, mm -hmm. and I gave him nothing. You haven't told if I told you that about it, just anybody in life. Hey, dude, I gave him nothing. I gave him nothing until we could talk. You know what I'm saying? Because some people, you get in a situation, and somebody will say that. And so this guy, and the one you're using, he can look at his boy and be like, bro, I was down. Like, I, I did not sell you out. Yeah. I would die on it. Now, I've gone to people in private and said this. Dude, I did everything. I did everything. I don't know how believable it was, but I did it. So, like, let me know what we're doing here. Like, yeah. like, like tell me the next move. Now, I've had to tell my children this. Uh, and, and you hear more of my voice shifts. When I'm talking about my homies, I'm laughing and cutting up. When I'm talking about my children, I'm like this. Now, here's what I'm <laughs> like, like. My voice changes. But, Clayton, I've done this. I have said, look, I told, I told one kid the other day, and I, I will, they'll remain nameless, all right? But I told a kid the other day, and I've preached this on this show before. There is nothing that you can do to make me love you more than I love you right now. Like, I think that's fundamental truth. It's not performance-based. So hit a homer, get a good grade, get a boyfriend or a girlfriend. Like, but there's nothing that you can do that's going to make daddy go like this. I love you more because you did X, Y, and Z. Right. The flip side of that, we talked about heads and tails earlier. Flip side is what? There's nothing you can do that's going to make me love you any less. Any less. Yep. Get, get arrested. Get addicted. Like all the things that we don't have on your vision board, right? But that happens. I don't love you less. I'm still your dad. Like, like, like I'm still there for you. Ready for this? However, <laughs> I can help you when you tell me things. Mm -hmm. I can help you when you don't surprise me. Like, so, so there could be things you don't want to tell me right now. Cool. Fine. But realize, dude, I'm your guy. I, I can help you. Loyalty. I can help you. And it's not going to make me go, oh, you're such a good son. Or, oh, you're a terrible daughter. Like, like I, I'm going to be focused on helping you. But you got to tell me. Like, you got to tell me. It's not because I'm nosy. It's not because uh, my currency of value is information. What did I say earlier? It's loyalty. Like, I mean, I, I can help you. Let me. I, I've shared with some of my people around here, a life mentor, friend, and brother, that I have told him for years because he taught me to be this way. Tell me where the body's buried. I got you. Like, like, like I, I, will, I, I will help you. And a situation blew up in his life, and it blew up in his life, and he wouldn't, he wouldn't tell me, wouldn't talk to me, wouldn't, wouldn't do anything. And I wasn't doing this like, wah, 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 help me, let, let me be your friend, let me be your buddy. It was, I wasn't doing it for that reason, but I was going, dude, if you need anything, I got you, but I feel like right now you don't even want to tell me. And it's, I'm not on some information gather or some hunt here, but I can't, I can't help you if you don't tell me. And, and so that's one of those things I think sometimes when we get it wrong, we get ashamed. And, there, there's, and that's good. I mean, it, it's good to have your sh appropriate amount of shame, appropriate amount of guilt, appropriate amount of fear. Like those things in life help us from dying, killing ourselves, getting in, in worse situations. However, I've got to have a little bit of vulnerability, which allows me to teach or to speak these things to other people. So that somebody can come to my aid, right, Clayton? I mean, isn't that a part of it? I would think so. And so that's the thing. Admitting when you're wrong, admitting when you're vulnerable. We know if, we, if it was a 12-step or if it was a recovery that that's a big part to, to admit something. Mm -hmm. But also, here's what happens. When I admit something, I confess. And now a lot of us hear confession, but like, don't confess, bro. 
don't do it. Um, when you hear about uh, Usher, who's recently on the Super Bowl, right? My confessions. People are like, ooh, what's scandalous, right? Like, there's some sauce or some spice to that. But listen, when I admit something, what I'm doing is I'm allowing an opportunity, when I admit this, for me to be wrong. And it's the only way that we, watch me here, the only way that we can grow grace. Now, there's another piece to this, okay? There is another piece to when I am wrong. And I want you to hear this. This is probably, if I have designed this show today with, with any notations, with any purpose, if you believe in somebody that you say, you know what, I am listening today for a reason. I want you to hear this part right now. I'm going to get a little bit serious. If you've been wrong, there is a time when judgment ends and redemption kicks in. There's a time when you've been wrong, and what happens is, okay, I know I'm wrong. I don't have to keep on apologizing, but it's time for redemption to take place. But here's the deal. There are times in my life when I look around the world, and I don't think it's a particularly beautiful place. Now, I like to have a, I like to have a sunny disposition and say, there's good, and there's good in the world, and, and find it, and talk about it, and be good. Yes, yes, yes. But I think that there are things in the world that make it ugly and dark and not particularly beautiful all the time. But I believe in redemption. I believe in acknowledging my crappy ways and the things that I've done. And I believe that that's the first step to redemption. I believe that you can be redeemed. I also believe this. I believe that we create our own personal hell sometime in the sense of, you know what happens? I find myself in a spot where I'm just in this constant misery. I mean, this constant misery where it's just right there on top of me. And you hear a lot of popular theologians. You hear a lot of deep people that have things to say sometime about the road to recovery, about redemption, about mercy, about grace, and all these things. One of the guys that I love to read and hear talk about is a guy named John MacArthur. Uh, I love to read some things that Donald Miller has said about it. Shoot, let's just be completely spiritual. I love what Jesus said about forgiveness. I love what the psalmist said. If you like to read the psalms, even if you're not a Bible believer, sometimes go to the psalms. You can read some really cool stuff about everything from sex to redemption to doubt to wonder to worry. But what I want to do right now is I want to bring you one of the greatest theologians of all time and, and a wonderful wordsmith, a man by the name of... <laughs> Ice T. Ice T said, redemption just means that you make a change in your life and you try to do right versus. Now, when you hear versus, you hear opponent in opposition to versus what you were doing, which was wrong. Folks, it, it doesn't get any simpler than that. And if you've got church problems, hear me. They've probably made it too difficult. If you've got business issues, listen to this. Somebody has probably made it harder than it really is. If you look in the community and you say somebody used to be this way and they're not anymore, we have muddied it down with our bad logic, with our bad behavior. Remember, one more time, Ice-T said, redemption just means you make a change in your life and you try to do right versus what you were doing, which was wrong. Folks, on Circle and Broken, we believe in grace. We believe in space, and we believe in the opportunity to say, I was wrong. By my 
Maybe you need to say that today. Have a great one. We'll talk to you next time on Circle Unbroken. Hers come rolling for to carry my mother away. Will the circle be on?